When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Monday edition of the flagship. Yes, you heard it correctly. The flagship is back. Ben Garrett and I did uh, put our heads together on Friday. Did, uh, you know, we've been doing some market research. Uh, we've been uh, talking a lot behind the scenes, and uh, we, we, we feel that moving forward, it would be best for the Ole Miss Spirit family. You, the Ole Miss fan out there, to uh, to have an Ole Miss podcast each and every day of the week. And so we felt that it made the most sense moving forward to just have a brand that we can go to every single day, and that is the flagship. Uh, we will still have all the shows that you love. Uh, we've got Grayson Weir with us right here. So the Velvet Ditch Dispatch, one episode. But it's in the archives. It, it will live in infamy on a server forever um, until we are all dead and gone. Um, but, uh, yeah, you'll still get your your same day, daytime fireworks content with David Brandt. We'll do some red and blue smoke stuff with uh, Greg Jones. Um, we'll still have, you know, hit that line during the football season. All of that. We'll have the short session type interviews when uh, our buddy Andy Staples comes on. Uh, maybe Cody Belair, um, Philip Dukes, talked to him last week. Um, so we'll still have all of these talk of champion-centric podcasts, um, but it will be all here, the flagship from here on out. So excited. The uh, podcast every day in your library, in your uh, in your queue, whether you're driving to work, cooking dinner at home, going for a run, riding the bike, Whatever, playing golf, whatever, however you listen to us, um, it will be the flagship moving forward. I do want to remind you, before Grayson jumps in here and we talk baseball, we talk uh, basketball, um, this show is still powered by the good folks at College Corner, Sisk Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. You can also check them out in um, Ridgeland and Flowood in Mississippi. And if you cannot go in person, at the brick and mortar, you can check them out, collegecornerstore.com. Weather's starting to turn a little bit. Beautiful day here in Nashville. Um, so if you need to uh, maybe cop some short sleeve stuff, if you need some new polos, baseball is starting to really get going here as the Rebels win a series over the weekend. Uh, go check them out. 
collegecornerstore.com or in Oxford, Ridgeland, or Flowood. That is College Corner, the title sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions podcast network. Grayson, good afternoon. Friday, not good. Yeah, Saturday, not, Saturday, not Saturday, and Sunday got 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 a little. Uh, it, it was dare I say, Ole Miss had had the game on easy mode, huh? Yeah, I mean it's what Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was what the series should have been. Um, Friday, I don't even I don't even really know what to to break take away from Friday other than that was horrible. Um, I think this team <laughs> is kind of the perfect example of bullying works sometimes. Um, this team, I mean, they caught a lot of slack coming out back from Hawaii. They caught a lot of slack on Friday night and then they turned around and said, Hey, we're here. We're going to do this, right? We're going to show you that we can actually win some ball games. 11 runs on, on Sunday in the first inning is a, uh, pretty nice way to start. And then, uh, you know, Saturday was the same, just 12 runs, 12 to two. You'll take it. Um, high point not a good team so to lose on friday was embarrassing um but you bounce back in a big way so i i'm not hitting the panic button on this Ole Miss baseball team yet and i've said that since the beginning um i'm not gonna hit panic buttons until we get into sec play and, and really see what's happening because there there is gonna be some time necessary for this team to adjust for this team to kind of mesh uh it looks different than it did last year a lot of young arms um we'll see i mean Saturday and Sunday was the first positive kind of momentum that we've seen from this team so far. So if you can continue to ride that and maybe go into SEC play with four losses, you're okay. If not, it could be a long year. Yeah, you'll probably be able to uh, rattle some of them off. I was uh, I was in Chattanooga over the weekend enjoying some uh, some fellowship with some friends, played some golf drank some cold beer. Um, so I was pretty checked out. Uh, did, did watch a good bit of the uh, beginning of the Friday game. And then everybody at the Airbnb was like, yeah, let's just turn it off. <laughs> um, I was keeping up with it on my phone. Um, the rest of the weekend in the uh, game two and three wins or, or games, two and three wins, I should say. Um, but yeah, splitting four games at Hawaii. It was a weird weekend. I think everyone can agree regardless of how you feel about this team. Um, and then losing a midweek to Arkansas State, just, I mean, just looking like a dead fish out there. There was just no energy. Just a weird vibe. Lose Friday and just flipping a switch. 37 runs in two games. Um, and look, high point may not be very good, but 37 runs is 37 runs. I mean, yep. it doesn't really matter. Um Jackson Ross, I think he hit one that landed at Circle and Square. Um, yeah. I, I mean, hit it out of the stadium. Um, I mean, he raked at FAU, um, comes to Ole Miss, expected to be in the heart of the order. Um, nine at bat, seven hits, eight runs scored, four home runs, four walks, 10 RBIs. Is that any good? Yeah, that's exactly what you need. I mean, you you can't have anything less than that. You really can't against a team like High Point. And I I know you can expect, you know, greatness and you can fall short and still be okay. Not against a team like High Point. You have to be great. You have to be hitting the way that they hit this weekend. Um, when you look at some of these, I mean, when there's a 392, 455, 424, 428, 
392. Those are really long home runs. So yeah, if you can keep getting a hold of these pitches that pitchers are going to leave, I mean, especially against the inferior opponents because high points pitchers were leaving these balls that, that they first inning on, um, I guess it was the, the 11 inning first inning on, uh, was that Sunday? Yeah. Yesterday. Um, yeah. They gave up the two bombs early Groff furnace. Uh, and then I think they, they switched the pitcher before Burford went, went yard as well. And, and mm-hmm. the, I think it's the Burford video, but everyone listening now go, go back and watch it. Uh, the third home run, or maybe even the fourth home run. Don't, don't quote me on that, but they, they switch high point, switch the pitcher immediately gave up a home run and the pitcher just kind of looks back at his dugout like what well i don't i don't know i i don't know you know i just did they just hit in the ball they just found the spots and it was a really positive sign um i mean i think the bigger takeaway too this pitching was there this weekend even even on friday right like a seven to three loss not ideal and, and giving up seven runs to high point is not a good performance however JT Quinn was is still figuring it out. He's feeling mm-hmm. it out. I mean, I mean, three runs in three innings, not good. Five walks, not good. Six strikeouts, pretty good in three yeah. innings. You know, if you can continue to kind of avoid those throwaway pitches and stick to what was working, that's good. Yeah. Riley Maddox came in, pitched pretty well. I mean, yeah, you're giving up two runs, but again. All things considered, if your middle of your bullpen is giving up two runs in the middle of the order and JT Quinn can figure out how to not give up five runs, that's good. And then Tukian came in and Calhoun came in and, and closed the door. You know, they didn't or close yeah. the door, but they were losing, but they, they didn't give up any runs. Then you look at Saturday, Gunnar Dennis did what Gunnar Dennis needs to do. I, I yeah. said it on our first uh, edition prior to the lone edition of the Velvet Ditch Dispatch. <laughs> um, Gunnar Dennis is kind of the key here. So you've got him going 4.2 innings with eight strikeouts. That's a great outing. One, yeah. two walks, one earned run. That's a great Saturday. Can you do that again? Because then you hand it over to Mallets, who, yes, he's a closer, but Mallets is kind of more of a long reliever in a way. It's a really yeah. interesting dynamic with him to where he can go. You don't need just three outs from him. You can stretch him two, maybe even three innings. So if you can get some Mallets in situations with, on Saturday and Sunday, that's great because then you can hold yeah. those relievers for other days in the week. And then you look at Sunday, Sonnier or Sonnier was, was pretty good. I mean, five K's one earned run, two walks. It's a good outing in four innings. You'll take that three hits. Like that's a, that's a good day. Doyle came uh-huh. in, did the same Simmons. I mean, that kid's going to be a freaking monster once he's not 12 years old. He's already awesome. Um, Spencer Connor, close it out. You know, like you're looking at it, 11 K's on a Sunday. Great. 12 K's on a Saturday. Really good. Like these are all positive signs that you just hope to build on now. And you can't lose to little rock. You can't lose to Missouri state. You can't lose to Iowa. You can't lose to Memphis. You can't lose to Moorhead state. You can't use to lose the ULM. So Ole Miss needs to go undefeated. I'm okay. If you drop one to Memphis, I'm okay. If you drop one to Iowa, you can't lose to Moorhead state. You can't lose the ULM can't lose yeah. Missouri State, can't lose the Little Rock. And you ideally go into SEC play with four losses, fine. And then you start mm-hmm. right out the gate. South Carolina is a very good program, and they're going to be a tough competition to, to begin the year at SEC play. But it's at home. Middle of March should be pretty nice. 
everyone's going to show out for the SEC play. So there's going to be a packed house against a good team, but a team that's beatable. South Carolina proved the last couple of days that you could beat them. And yeah. so if Ole Miss can start it off and, and really kind of go undefeated through the remainder of the non-conference schedule and then start it off with, with three wins against South Carolina, you're right back in the driver's seat of, okay, this team is a tournament team. Because as of right now, this team is not. Mm-hmm. This team is not a tournament team as of right now at 4-4. Four and four. If you ignore the losses and just look at the last two days and, and just ignore everything except for Saturday and Sunday, this team is a tournament team. So it's, it's a weird dynamic, and there are a lot of people that you know are saying, fire Mike, fire Mike, fire Mike. I get it. I understand. Four losses to begin the year is really embarrassing. Don't panic yet. Don't hit that yeah, button. Relax. It's okay. The, the roster was completely flipped on its head to a certain extent. I mean, a bunch mm-hmm. of transfers, and then you're also counting on a ton of <clears throat> either true freshmen or true sophomores that either didn't play a lot last year um, or just, you know, were very good as true freshmen. Um, but also you mentioned – People being beatable. I mean, look, it's baseball. It's, it's a weird sport. It, you're trying to hit a round ball, a round bat. Does it make sense? <laughs> um, look, Ole Miss isn't the only one taking it on the chin. No. Uh, just running through the scores here. LSU lost to Stony Brook on Friday. Shades of 2012 in the Super Regional. Um, mm-hmm. You had um, running through to Sacramento State, beat UC Santa Barbara, who's top 25 team. Um Auburn beat Iowa, who's a top 25 team. Um, you had – there were a ton of upsets over the weekend. Um, Hawaii scored 12 on NC State. It was a yep. top 15 team. Um, you flip it over to Saturday, the weirdness continues. Um, you've got uh, – let's see. Belmont whips South Carolina 11-2. South Carolina's top 25 team. Um, you had East East, struggled yesterday. ECU and North Carolina went head-to-head over the weekend. Um, ECU did get a win on Saturday. Um, then you've got uh, – I mean, there was a ton of upsets. Um, let me – a ton of scores. Oklahoma State unranked, beat Arkansas in extra innings in, uh, in Arlington at Globe Life. Um, Hawaii – Hawaii beat 13th ranked NC State on Saturday. Um, and then uh, on Sunday to wrap up the weekend, I mean, the the theme continues with teams losing to teams that they have no business losing to. Wichita State hangs 12 on Iowa. Iowa's probably dropping out of the top 25 after losing two. Um, I mean, you had um, Gonzaga grabbed one against Vandy, who's a top 10 program. Um, you had, uh, I mean, Stony Brook gave LSU all they could handle over the weekend, scored 10 on Sunday, still lost, but scored 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, um, I mean, Hawaii lost on Sunday, but 10 to eight. I mean, it, so this whole notion of Ole Miss is the only team struggling out the gates. It's baseball, man. It's weird. It's a weird game. Um, we say it all the time. It, it's a sport where if you're good three out of 10 times, you're considered elite. 
so yeah, don't hit the panic button yet. It's a team that's still finding itself. The bats came alive over the weekend. That's what you want to see out of Jackson Ross, Andrew Fisher. Uh, you need these transfers to to start to really find their rhythm at the plate, get some momentum, some positive at bats. Because um, I think the pitching, the pitching is going to probably be behind the hitting. I think the hitting is eventually going to be fine because they have a ton of talented bats in the lineup. Um, but that's okay. Just score some runs and try to piece together, you know, some some middle to long relief and and get to uh, and get to the end of games because right now, um, talking about transfers and guys, you know, finding their way and meshing and and carving out a role. Um, right now, Connor Spencer looks to be the dude coming out of the bullpen at the very end of the game. He sure um, does. Every bit of mid to high 90s fastball. He's got one save on the year, five uh, Ks and two innings. I, it seems that he's grabbed a hold of that closer role. He's got to find, he's got to find the rest of the way with Gunnar Dennis looking pretty good on Sunday. JT Quinn's talented enough that I suspect he'll figure it out and be better. Um, yeah. And, and he then, wasn't bad. Like he wasn't, he wasn't good. You know, like you don't want to give up six runs or whatever, five runs, mm-hmm. but he wasn't bad. He was finding his spots. He just missed on a couple of pitches and they took advantage of that. So if you yeah. can, if you can eliminate those misses, you're in a much better position than you were on Friday. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit ufeofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufe Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. 
The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's the big thing is it's just a ton of transfers that are just trying to either find a role or just get settled in. Mm-hmm. And it's only what eight games in the season. No need to panic. No. And like you said, a lot of winnable games on the schedule. Little rock on Tuesday. Just got to start just piling up dubs in the non-conference Missouri state on Wednesday. And then the Iowa series will be fun. Um, have to win at least two. Yeah, at home. Have to win the series. It'll be a good test. Um, and then yeah, Memphis and then Moorhead State series before you get into SEC play. I, look, it. This is kind of. Now look, if Ole Miss was eight zero and ranked inside the top five, yeah, of course that's fun. This is kind of fun though, where a lot of unknowns, a lot of question marks still where it's like okay, let's let's see how this team can piece it together. Let's see what Bianco's going to do, let's see what Lafferty's going to do with the with the with the arms in the bullpen. You know, what kind of adjustments will Clement and and the rest of the staff make at the plate because I do think like I've always said in baseball where you know we mentioned it's high point. They're probably not very good, but you still scored a ton of runs like you gotta you gotta blast bad pitching. Mm-hmm. Like beating high point like four to one on Sunday, like it's a win, but you don't feel good about that. But back to back run rules, I mean, good teams beating team bad teams the way they're supposed to beat them. That's that's what you expect from an Ole Miss program that has been among the nation's elite for a better part of what 15 years at this point. Like that's yep. what you expect. So I find it hard to believe that somebody like Trayson Hughes is just going to be in a slump for the entire year. He hit too well at Mercer. I think at some point he'll figure it out. Andrew Fisher figured some things out over the weekend, hit a bomb. Um, I mean, he's the best third baseman in the country for a reason. Um, MLB scouts love him for a reason. I, I, I will be shocked if he is not a much better hitter when we look at this, you know, in a month's time on this show. So yeah, series win. Yeah. Probably should have swept whatever, but yeah, just get back. Stockpile some wins, man. That's all I got to say. I think you can lose one game between here and SEC play. And that would be like, you can drop one to Iowa. Iowa. 
you can drop the weird midweek at Memphis. That's always just a weird game. Like mm-hmm. whether Memphis is good or not, it doesn't matter. That's always a weird game. Memphis is always jacked up and ready to go. They usually throw, or at least they have in the past few years, they've often thrown their Friday starter against us. Like it's always a weird mm-hmm. thing. Um, so we'll see. And then, and then you mentioned some of the transfers who aren't hitting. We neglected a big one and, and Luke, Luke Hill, Mr. Luke Hill over here. Uh, he's got to figure it out. I mean, he's got to figure well, it out. He, he's, I feel like he's waking up at this point. He has to. I mean, he has to. And I, I know last week was ugly with all of the kind of off-field stuff and the leaks and whatnot, but be patient. Like, he's going to settle in. Yeah, like the coach said what he – Bloomquist said what he said about Hill last year. Yeah, the leaks were probably not a great look. Like, but that's fine. He's a college kid. He's a sophomore. He's learning. People make mistakes. Has, and it hasn't we, – we've all said something stupid in a group chat – that then ends up biting us in the butt later. Or you send a text to someone saying, man, I really hate that Zach Barry guy. And then you look and you send it to Zach Barry. You know, it's always like, oh God, like <laughs> shouldn't have done that. But like now I have to live with those consequences. And to Luke's credit, he's living with those consequences. You know, he came out and he hit a bomb. And, and when you look at his, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic towards him because I know he's getting a lot of hate right now. When you look at his, his 25 at bats, five strikeouts, not horrible. So he's getting his bat on the ball. He, he's doing what he can. He hit a bomb. Like, give these guys some time. Because because Luke Hill's, you know, the whole thing that happened last week, everyone came after him. Understandably so. Bad look. He knows that. He's owned that. The whole hack thing was weird. Like, don't do that. Just own it. But he is. Maybe there was a burner account out there defending himself. We don't know. But that burner account, whoever it was, whether it was Luke or not, said that Mm -hmm. you're all going to be laughing when he's hitting bombs in the sec play i think that's true i mean i think that's true it's early he's transferred he's settling in it's a new lineup everyone relax but with that being said like i said at the top this team is kind of evidence that bullying works sometimes i mean this fan base was all over them for 10 11 days and then they turn around and said all right hey we're going to beat up on high point the way that we need to be up on high point and score 27 runs in two days. Yeah. Silence all the critics, but now can you keep those critics silent? That's the yeah. key here. And, and I think they will. I mean, I think they will. You mentioned the other guys, Luke Hill's figuring it out. They're figuring it out. Don't panic. It's okay. It's okay. Now I'm not going to say panic. Not in the same realm as Okay. Ole Miss, now in the first four out, according to Joe Lenardi. Just a bad day. It's a bad day. Poorly from deep, poorly from the field. Um, just didn't just didn't start out well. Um, now, hand up. I didn't watch it. I was playing golf. We were keeping up with it <laughs> on the radio, on the, you know, on the apps. We were keeping up with the score. Um, South Carolina's good. They are. Lamont Paris has done a great job. They're just a really it's I, I can't really like put my finger on how to describe they just do a lot of things well and they play well as a team. They rebound it well, they get after you defensively. It's nothing flashy, it's nothing super special. Um, but they're they just get the job done. Um and the Gamecocks took it to Ole Miss in the pavilion. So um yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how this team will respond. They're 19 and eight right now, six and eight in the SEC. Um, I was talking with a couple people um, 
on Sunday about Chris Beard in year one and and his this team compared to his year one team at Texas Tech, kind of similar. Got out the gate hot, beat a bunch of non-conference teams, slipped up on a couple people in Big 12 play, and then just got beat by teams that were better and, and more complete at the time. Um, so maybe a little bit of the trend there with Chris Beard as he's in, installing his his whole mindset, the culture, um, trying to piece together with the portal. That's such a delicate dance with finding roles, meshing players, getting guys in rotations that play well together. Um, I don't know if it would have mattered on Saturday. I think South Carolina, just better game plan, better team. And Ole Miss just didn't shoot well. Uh, Just just bad all around. 33% from the field. 18 from three-point range. That's not going to beat anybody. Um, four guys in double figures, but just not enough. Uh, Cissé led the way. Um, you know, Breakfield had 12. Flanagan had 11. Morrell had 10. I think the biggest concern right now for Ole Miss is, is Jalen Murray. It's just something has happened. The guy was playing lights out. He was proving a lot of people wrong that were like, oh, this guy's going to be a role player. He's going to be a floor general. He's an experienced guy with March. You know, he's played in March. Like, he's going to be that, you know, stereotypical point guard distributor. No, like, came out the gates firing, scoring a bunch of points. He was going to be the guy at the start of the year. I mean, was hitting big shot after big shot all season. And then, yeah, just got to find it again. I I think he is a – big part of this Ole Miss team and their potential success in March. But yeah, lose by 13 to a really good South Carolina team. That's all of a sudden now 22 and five and 10 and four in the sec. Um, But yeah, I I think the look, the chances are still there. Losing it at home to South Carolina, not a good look, which is how it got so out of hand so quickly, but Chance against Alabama on Wednesday at home, and then winnable games after that. At Missouri, who is bad, bad. At Georgia, little spunky, hung around with Auburn over the weekend. Um, and then you close with AM at home. Still think there's an outside shot. I mean, Lenardi still has him his first four out. Close strong and then win a couple in Nashville and see what happens. Um I haven't looked at a net ranking in a couple weeks. Um, we'll pull that up real quick as I effort. But, yeah, I, I mean, the way the bracketology has gone in the past couple weeks, I feel like people want Ole Miss in the tournament. It's kind of, you know, hey, you got to help us out a little bit and win some games. They just got to um, do what they need to do. Ole Miss right now is at 75 in the net. Um, so – Three and six in quad one games. But yeah. the good news, quad three and four, they're combined 15 and 0. That'll work. One and two in quad two. So just got to take care of business the rest of the way. And then I think they're probably going to have to win at least two in Nashville, maybe three. Yeah, it depends on how the rest of this regular season goes. I think you you can't lose to Missouri. You can't lose to Georgia. You can't lose to Anna. Cannot lose those three games. You have to win those three games. If you lose one of those three games and don't, make a run to the SEC tournament semifinals, you're out. That's it. You cannot lose those three games. I think, our, unfortunately, it felt like the season kind of hung in the balance on Saturday. 
and then they got molly whopped at home um maybe that, maybe a little bit that was really frustrating but if you could turn around and you can beat alabama by a large margin you know a confident not a large margin but let me retract that confidently if you can mm-hmm. beat alabama confidently in a game where it's not close or you you know you go up 15 at halftime and then blow a second half lead and win by one but if you can go in and you can lead that game start to finish or at the very least, like going to halftime down two or three and then come back and win that game. Alabama is a good, a good program. You know, they're, they're also in the the mix, you know, loosely for the bubble and the tournament and whatever. So if you can win these four games, I think you can go into Nashville and win two and probably sneak in. If you drop one to Alabama, you're, you're really on the outside looking in and you got to win probably mm-hmm. three in Nashville um but but let's, let's start going one and oh you know it's going to be rocking on wednesday I, I think the students are going to show up i think they're not to discredit the students you know they've been awesome all year and they really have been been uh shown up and showing out for this team but saturday i think there were some other parties and baseball and some other priorities so the student section was there but they weren't there in the force that they have been uh throughout the year they will be back on wednesday there's nothing going on wednesday night so they'll be packed house you know in terms of the students uh space jam night too which is always fun so you're in a good spot to where you should beat alabama at home on wednesday and then you cannot lose the next three and then you see what happens in nashville um it's it's definitely all in front of them absolutely i I mean first four out is not where you want to be when you were first four in as a friday (laughs) but it it is what it is and look bama bama's in a similar boat Bama yeah. got embarrassed by Kentucky yeah. over the weekend. So both teams are licking their wounds, trying to get back and win a basketball game. I, I don't know. I mean, I would say Ole Miss is favored in every game outside of one the rest of the way. Which, which or, 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 or at least, or at least could win. Maybe not favored, but could win. Oh yeah. No, I, I think they, I think they could be favored the rest of be the an way. underdog at home on Wednesday. Oh, are Alabama's we, uh, a ranked team. That's fine. The rest of the way, Missouri should be favored. Georgia yep. on the road, so maybe not, but should be able to beat Georgia. And then AM. Almost already beat AM in College Station. Close it out and then go to Nashville and, and do some damage. So it's all I don't think the season's I don't think the season's over at all. No, it, it's not over, but it did it did Saturday hurt. That yeah. one hurt. You felt that one. You felt it in the players. You felt in Beard after the game. You know, he was actually to Beard's credit. Um, he didn't really explode the way that I expected him to because I think he is also trying to say, look, it sucks. That loss is bad, but the season still yeah. is in front of us. So let's let's worry about that. Let's not worry about what just happened. Let's mm-hmm. let's put that in the rear view. Let's learn from it. I mean, like you said, Jalen Murray, I mean, there's no way, right, that he's going to go 0-8 for the next – for the rest of the year. You know, that yeah. just – that's almost impossible for him to continue to be as bad as he was on Saturday over the next four games. And then unfortunately, as of this recording, uh, nothing has come down yet, but I would imagine Alan Flanagan gets hit with something from the sec from that elbow. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't because it was pretty egregious. You can't do I did, that. I did. I did catch that clip. Uh, yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. And so I, I would be surprised if he's playing on Wednesday, um, I mean, hopefully the SEC says, okay, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. Like, we'll see what happens. Maybe hit him with a slap on the wrist or something because it's his first incident, whatever. 
but I would be surprised if Alan Flanagan plays on Wednesday. Um, I would imagine the SEC comes down and levies some sort of punishment between now and tip-off. Um, and that's a big loss if that comes to fruition. I'm not trying to speak it into existence, but it feels as though that – I mean, that was an ugly elbow. You can't do that. There's no room for that in the game. Yeah. He knows that. His dad is there to – you know, he knows his dad knows that. Chris Beard knows that. Everybody knows that. Um, you can't do that. And the SEC likely will hit him with a – I would imagine a one game, um, maybe not, you know, it'd be great if he's on the court on Wednesday, but I think you're starting to prepare without him and yeah. that's a big loss. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of rally around him and who's going to step up. But then that, with that being said, you know, Morrell was in foul trouble so early and then he never looked himself the rest of the way. So that's not going to happen again either. You know, Matthew Morrell has not had that problem in his career yeah. at Ole Miss. He's never been in foul trouble that early that often. Um, so it just it was kind of a fluke all around. And really bad, really disappointing. I was very frustrated watching every minute of that game. I mean, from start to finish, it was aggravating. Um, I know you won the second half technically, but like, who cares? Uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. what matters. Um, we'll see. I, the season's in yeah. front of you. There's a lot of ball left to be played. If you can go four and zero, you have a really good chance of getting in. Um, if you sure. drop one, you need to. If almost if almost finishes four and zero, they're in. In my opinion, probably depending on what happens, you can't lose the first game in Nashville. You know, like you, you gotta, you got, yeah. you're gonna have to win beating, one in Nashville. Beating Bama at home, winning two road games in conference, yep. closing out against a good Buzz Williams A and M team. You're right back in. Just don't lay an egg in Nashville. I think Ole Miss is in. I agree. I agree. And so, so that's what you're looking for. Let's let's finish it out. Yeah. And uh, I think that last game, if I'm not mistaken, I was. I was actually looking at one of the baby races elsewhere. I think that AM game is baby, baby Dega on top of senior day. So the baby races will be there too, which uh, always gets the people going. <laughs> Speaking of getting the people going, uh, softball, two and two over the weekend, 11 and three overall. So uh, shout out to the uh, Rebs having a good weekend up in Clemson. They uh, will be back home. This week, southeastern Louisiana, uh, Friday, UAB, Friday, Kent State, southeastern Louisiana, UAB to close out. So big, uh, the Ole Miss Classic. So a lot of games this weekend. If you're in and around Oxford, go uh, go check out softball as they are 11-3. and three. So good start for uh, the Rebs. Um, They're good. I just hope that uh, those two losses – I mean, Clemson is a, a – college world 10. series team yeah. um so so it's okay that you lose those games but to lose them 14 to 1 combined in i think i think the first game was a six inning um i didn't watch friday but i, I did watch yesterday um yeah not not good you know not yeah not we're, good. we're we're close but losing to a top 10 team is not really going to kill especially losing in no. february Exactly, so, but but you can't continue to do that if you're going to be elite. You've got to you've got to be able to compete with the Clemson sure. of the world if you're going to make a run. So hopefully that's not indicative of of how they'll play against some of these big programs once you get into SEC play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, two losses to to a really good program, eleven and three. This this team's awesome. Jamie Traxel's a really good coach. Um, they're they're a really strong lineup, top to bottom, with two star pitchers who can really kind of be workhorses in the tournament. 
So you're in a really good spot if you're softball. You know, certainly much better than a four and four start for their diamond counterparts. Yeah. Like I said, uh, rebrand here on the uh, now the flagship. It will be the <laughs> flagship every day of the week is I will do my level best to give you a podcast to listen to each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, talking Ole Miss sports. We'll have all kinds of guests. We'll have our regular guests. We'll have some one-off interviews. We'll have some folks come back that have been on the show before. Uh, but we'll be talking Ole Miss sports all spring, all summer, as we uh, we hit the ground running, and it'll be spring football here before you know it. And um, regardless of the rumors and what you might have heard, when EA Sports College Football 25 comes out, I will still be productive as a member of society. I'll not. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in on this uh, Monday afternoon on the flagship. Appreciate Grayson jumping on with us as always. We've got tons and tons and tons of news, notes, recruiting, baseball, basketball. we got some football at omspirit.com. If you're not a member already, join only a dollar. Get in the conversation on the message board. Um, we'll be doing all Ole Miss sports every day. So for Grayson over there, I'm Zach. This has been the flagship powered by the folks at College Corner. Until next time, we out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.